This is Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab. Your host, Greg Gazin, speaker, blogger, author, and syndicated veteran columnist of Troy Media. Episode 158, Celebrating Milestones Forward Can Yield Amazing Results. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in for today's episode. Now, some of you may have tuned in because you're a regular listener. Others of you might be intrigued by the concept of celebrating milestones forward. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not really sure whether that's a thing or not, but it's something that recently popped into my head, so I'm going to go with it. Milestones occur every single day. Right, it might be the 50th anniversary of this or the 10th anniversary of that or the 100th or if we're talking about things that have to do with the Beatles, there's probably something every day. It could be an achievement, a sales target, a growth in membership, could be number of goals, could be wins, doesn't matter. Every day there's all types of milestones that occur. Whatever it happens to be, quite often there's usually some sort of recognition or celebration to mark the achievement of that milestone. And it's usually celebrating the success of something. We're not going to go with milestones when things are going the other way. For the most part, it could be sometimes just a shout out. Hey, great job. Could be a trophy, a party, a financial award. Celebrating could be just a journey of looking back, seeing where the person started or where something started in the past and bringing it up until the present moment. And I always wondered, regardless as to whether it's an individual, a team, or a corporate milestone, what does this recognition and celebration typically do? Think about it. Sometimes, for one thing, it can certainly make people feel good. It can make them feel good about themselves. It could be make people feel good about a company. Perhaps a company achieved a milestone. It could also be good PR, right, for you or perhaps for your company, right? You've achieved a certain level. Yeah, it's great for business. It's also something that can give you confidence, especially if you feel that perhaps that milestone is something that you never thought achievable. Perhaps a team winning six or seven games in a row. But if you think about it, celebrating a milestone can also be used as a motivator to help people move forward. Perhaps the milestone was to lose 20 pounds, That first milestone, 10. Now you can look forward to the next 10. Now, the funny thing is in some organizations or in some circles, achieving a milestone pretty much plays out the same way each time. But think about this. What if a celebration of a milestone can be created with intention instead of just assuming the outcome, right? You get a milestone, you get a check mark, you get a prize, you get whatever. What if a milestone could be used as a vehicle to perhaps not only create awareness or recognize the achievement, but also be of benefit and motivation for others? Now, you might be thinking, well, you know, this sounds like a lot of planning. Funny thing is, sometimes these things, sometimes these things can just accidentally fall into your lap. <laughs> In fact, that's exactly what happened to me. The beauty is that there were a number of lessons learned along the way. And it turned into a podcast episode. Now, of course, for those who know me, you know that in addition to Toastcaster, I am also honored to be the host and producer of the official Toastmasters podcast, along with my partner in crime, Ryan Levesque. What had happened was, is we were approaching our 200th episode. 
And I really thought it would be nice to do something special because 200 is certainly a milestone. I mean, there are podcasts out there that have a thousand episodes, but there's also a lot of podcasts out there that don't make it even past episode seven. Regardless, I thought, you know what? 200 is a great number and it's it's pretty cool. It was imperative that we had some sort of celebration. But here's the thing. It wasn't a pat on the back that we were looking for to say, hey, look at us, man. We made it to 200 episodes. We're great. I also didn't want it to be something that people may be expected. Quite often you'll see, if we use the shows, for example, it could be TV shows or podcasts. It's like a look back at the last 200 episodes and how far we came. Maybe looking back at 200 might be pushing it, but you know, looking back at episodes, maybe we would be highlighting a number of episodes. Also, for the record, I did join the team, the podcast team at episode 84. So I wasn't involved in all 200, but uh, quite a few of them. Typically, it could look like, well, we'll talk about maybe some memorable moments or favorite episodes. Of course, when you do that, you always run the risk of offending people because we didn't mention them. And of course, we can talk about how far we came. Now, for those of you who are listeners of Toastcaster, you'll remember that in Toastcaster episode 100, I actually brought back my first guest, and that was Mona Cooley. She graciously accepted to come back for that episode. We talked about how it all began, how far we've come, and it turned out to be a really good episode. But I really wanted to step it up a bit. I mean, after all, this is Toastmasters International. 350,000 members, 17,000 clubs, 149 countries. There must be something special that we can do for our listeners because we love our listeners. And without our listeners and without our members or audience, there wouldn't be any point to having the podcast, right? So let's look at the facts. Podcasting is growing. When I started back in 2006, there were about six to 8,000 podcasts. I think around 2015, there might've been 60, 70,000. I can't remember the numbers. By April, 2021, in the Apple podcast directory, there were a million podcasts. And of course, with the pandemic and with podcasting, with the podcast explosion, within a year, by April of 2022, that number had doubled with over 30 million plus episodes. Let's say they're not all active. I mean, even if we cut that number back in half, a million podcasts, that's a lot of podcasts. Another fact, podcasting is a practical application of what we do in Toastmasters. We speak. That's what we do. We speak. Podcasting is also encouraged by Toastmasters International, and in fact, the Toastmasters educational program called Pathways has a level four elective called Create a Podcast. And finally, podcasting is just fun. <laughs> As you can tell, I love podcasting. So I had a chat with my co-host, Ryan, sort of pitched him the idea of thinking, hey, let's have a podcast competition as part of the 200th episode celebration. He loved the idea right off the bat, and we began a dialogue. We also realized that not everyone has a podcast, but we wanted to get as many people as interested and involved as possible. So instead of having the competition about your podcast or about an existing podcast, what we would be looking for would be a creative idea. Everyone has an opinion about something. If someone said to you, hey, if you could do a podcast tomorrow, what would it be about? It might take you a moment or two to come up with something, but you'd come up with something. Thus was born the Pitch Your Podcast Idea Contest. Again, you didn't have to have a podcast, just an idea for one. 
If you happen to have a podcast, that would be fine. Now, we thought that naturally it would help create more awareness for the podcast, but more so, we were hoping that we could get members active, get them thinking, get them interested in embracing perhaps the podcast project, and even creating a podcast eventually of their own. Now, for guests to attend Toastmasters meetings or perhaps non-members that might see the advertisements for the contest, this could also maybe even give them a reason just to join Toastmasters so they could enter the contest. Because this is part of Toastmasters International, we need permission. And those of you might or may not be aware, but we work closely with the magazine because that's where, the, that's where most of the ideas and the subjects and the content comes from. So we pitch the idea to them. The folks at the magazine, they are wonderful. Not just because they love the idea, but they are wonderful to work with. Immediately, they were on board. They helped us fine-tune the details, particularly we had to look at the rules and regulations, terms and conditions, eligibility, judging, all that kind of stuff. And of course, it also had to be run by their legal team. In a very short period of time, we had a contest. Everything was published on the Toastmasters website. There was an, art- an article that went out outlining everything. It was advertised in the Toastmasters monthly newsletter. We promoted it heavily on social media. And in a very short time, entries actually started to roll in. And it was really simple. I mean, you had to be a member in good standing. And we were just looking for a very basic narrative of a pitch and an audio sample. The winner would have an opportunity to speak with Ryan and I on episode 200. We would get to know them a little better. and They would have an opportunity for them to pitch their podcast idea. That was the prize. We had entries from all over the world on a variety of different subjects, different genres. Some were interview style, some were narrative, some were people telling stories, and there were even panel pitches. The entries were incredible. No, we were just totally blown away. Some of them were quite similar in nature, but some of them were quite diverse. And of course, it would be expected that some would be about Toastmasters, some would be about communication and leadership, but they're all different kinds. One was a 60-second book review. Another one was stories about powerful women in history, both real and fictional characters. One was about travel, another, about, another one about mental wellness, volunteering, what else was there? Cross-cultural communication, movie and TV show analysis. There was one in Urdu, the first of its type in Pakistan. There was also one about educating individuals on how to better understand the queer community, dealing with depression, running, parliamentary process, how pilots manage behavior. One was about developing a champion mindset from a two-times English kickboxing champion. And another one was a podcast about reinventing oneself that came from the disaster in Puerto Rico. That last one is actually a podcast in existence. It's in Spanish. They did have one episode in English. Trying to pick a winner would be a challenge, and the judges would be the team at the magazine, and of course, Ryan and I, and the folks at the magazine did their due diligence. And of course, over a period of a few days and the better part of a weekend, uh, Ryan and I also sifted through all the entries, reviewing and discussing, checking whether they met the criteria and the merits of each one. We also met with the magazine team as well to discuss it with them. We narrowed the list down to 10, then to 5, then to 3. I'll tell you something. In some cases, it was like an Olympic photo finish. When the dust settled, there could only be one winner, and that winner was a young lady named Rashmi Keta from Ledgewood, New Jersey in the U.S. with her podcast or her podcast idea entitled 
the experience passport, personal development through hobby sampling. Incredible. So the magazine team reached out and contacted Rashmi. We set up an interview and it was absolutely delightful. And in fact, a little bit later, we'll tell you how you can hear the interview, which is episode 200 of the Toastmasters podcast. And I will also put it in the show notes. Now, Rashmi actually already had a little bit of an idea about a podcast that she wanted to do, but it was the contest that really helped her solidify it. And we were pretty excited that by the end of the interview that she was pretty excited and motivated to make the podcast a reality so that we do know that we made a difference to at least one individual and we were thrilled. And it's funny because it reminds me about the tale of the starfish. Have you ever heard of the, about the tale of the starfish? The tale of the starfish is a little story that's told and it's adapted by a story called The Star Thrower by Lauren Isley. It starts with a young girl is walking along a beach and there are thousands of starfish that have been washed up during a terrible storm. She would approach each starfish and she would pick it up and throw it back into the ocean. People were watching her with this sort of amusement. And she had been doing this for a while when a guy came up to her and said, little girl, why are you doing this? Look at the beach. You can't save all these starfish. You can't even begin to make a difference. The girl at that point seemed crushed by his statement. And suddenly she was deflated. But after a few moments, she bent down, picked up another starfish and hurled it as far as she could into the ocean. Then she looked up at the man and replied, well, I made a difference for that one. Well, the guy looked at her inquisitively and thought about what she had done and what she said. But I guess he was inspired. He actually joined the little girl throwing the starfish back in the sea. Soon others joined and eventually all of the starfish were saved. So we do hope that this contest and the 200th episode does have a positive impact on others. I mean, the reality is it's too early to tell, but perhaps we're hoping that some of those who entered the contest may be inspired to move forward, or maybe even someone who listened to the 200th episode might be motivated to put podcasting on their radar, or maybe take on the podcasting project on the Toastmasters Pathways educational program. I guess time will tell. But what I can really say for sure is that it made a really huge difference to us. When I think back, not only did Ryan and I get to learn about a fantastic idea, passport experience through hobby sampling, my co-host Ryan and I, along with the entire podcast listening community, got to meet, although virtually, and hear from this delightful and talented young lady. And if you think about it, if it wasn't for the competition, Rashmi might not have ever popped up on our radar. And when you listen to the episode, you'll hear that there's a lot of value there. Now, of course, it's my opinion, but I think creating the contest and the participation made the project a success. Again, not to give me a pat on the back and say, oh, good, good going, Greg, good going, Ryan, but to really show how recognizing this milestone was used to create a positive action. And we're really happy about that. Granted, not all of you listening will be Toastmasters, although you're always welcome to join. And not all of you may want to start a podcast, but you can. But chances are, many of you may be in a position where you might be achieving a milestone. Or perhaps a milestone is in your fit. There's a milestone coming up in your family, in the future of your organization, members of your team, or maybe it's just somebody you know. 
if that's the case, I want to challenge each and every one of you to look at that upcoming milestone. And don't ask yourself if, but rather how, and in what ways can I not only celebrate this milestone and make it a positive experience, but what can be done or what can I do to add value to the celebration? What can I do to give it more meaning? What can I do to encourage positive action as a result of achieving and celebrating this milestone? What can I do to help celebrate it forward? Try to, in the words of Steve Jobs, think different. And of course, just imagine the possibilities. Now, if you really enjoyed this episode, I really encourage you to please share it with others. You can get the Toastcaster at toastcaster.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And similarly, to hear episode 200 of the Toastmasters podcast, you can go to toastmasterspodcast.com, bit.ly forward slash tmpodcast200. And again, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is Greg Gazin. Thanks for tuning in. Till the next time. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com.